The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Lord, be on my mind, be on my lips, and in my heart. At that time, Jesus revealed himself again to his disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. He revealed himself in this way. Together were Simon Peter, Thomas called Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, Zebedee's sons, and two others of his disciples. And Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We also will come with you. And so they went out and got into the boat. But that night they caught nothing. When it was already dawn, Jesus was standing on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to them, Children, have you caught anything to eat? And they answered him, No. And so he said to them, Cast the net over the right side of the boat, and you will find something. And they cast it, and were not able to pull in it in because of the number of fish. And so the disciple who Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. And when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he tucked in his garment, for he was lightly clad, and jumped into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, for they were not far off from shore, only about a hundred yards, dragging the net with the fish. When they climbed out on the shore, they saw a charcoal fire with fish on it and bread. And Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you just caught. And so Simon Peter went over and dragged the net ashore, full of 153 large fish. Even though there were so many, the net was not torn. And Jesus said to them, Come. Have breakfast. And none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they realized it was the Lord. Jesus came over and took the bread and gave it to them, and in a like manner the fish. This was now the third time Jesus was revealed to his disciples after being raised from the dead. And when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. And he said to Simon Peter a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. Jesus said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was distressed that Jesus said to him a third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Amen, amen. I say to you, when you were younger, you used to dress yourself and go where you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. He said this signifying by what kind of death 
he would glorify God. And when he had said this, he said to him, Follow me. The Gospel of the Lord. So I have two messages for you, and I'm torn between the two. One is simple and beautiful. One is difficult and challenging. Which one do you want? The difficult. The first one? Okay. Well, how about this? First one. They're both the same message. Because it is, at the same time, simple and beautiful and difficult and challenging. Have you ever, and so let's go simple and beautiful first. Have you ever wondered, some, not everyone's like this, but I was always this kind of person, what is the meaning of life? You pondered its purpose. Well, this gospel is the epilogue of John's gospel. It's the last chapter. It's trying to sum up everything that was revealed in Jesus Christ, his life, death, and resurrection. And it gives for us our purpose and our meaning of life. You see, the disciples had just lost Jesus, truly God, truly human, come amongst us. And they were confused, lost. And they went about what they used to do. They were fishermen, right? And they go about their daily life. They fish all night. And how much do they catch? Nothing. By their own power. But with Jesus then, as the sun comes up, 100 yards away, directing their ministry, their work, one cast of the net, and they do what they couldn't do by themselves all night long. With God, all things are possible. And of course, Jesus is written and risen, and in our midst, the boat represents the church. And the ministry of bringing in the fish, the 153 representing all the species known at that time, representing all of God's people, is the mission of the church. And we can live this life like those disciples at nighttime without Jesus directing us, going about our own work, trying to put food on the table. Or we can follow Jesus and his call and direction in our life and all that other stuff that we spend so much time can be taken care of just like that. So much of our lives, myself included, if you reflect upon it, spend so much time doing things that really stress us out, really keep us busy. We get all the balls in the air we're juggling. But in the end, how much of that is really necessary. Jesus wants to direct us on those things that are truly necessary and focus us 
on working in his kingdom and directing us in all we do. That is the mission of the church. That's our vocation. And then after we come back, right, the apostles land the boat upon the shore, what happens? Jesus feeds them. This feeding of fish and bread happens at the Sea of Tiberias. In John chapter 6, we know at the Sea of Tiberias, the little boy blessed Jesus, brought the fish and bread to Jesus. He blessed it and fed the multitude. It is, again, another symbol of how with God we can do much. But it's also a symbol of the Eucharist. And so each week as we go out and do the mission of the church, share in the ministry of Jesus, we come back and he feeds us and nourishes us. And then after communion, there is a very powerful time of Mass we don't talk that much about we actually received that feeding that Jesus gave us, and we have a little one-on-one -on -one time with Jesus. How many of us have that strong, personal relationship with Jesus Christ based on love that we are aware of and that allows it to guide our lives? And so after the Eucharist, after we receive, we're invited to open our hearts to that one-on-one -on -one time with Jesus. And this vision of our life, to go out each week, to share in the ministry of Jesus, to come back to be fed, and to be guided by that love relationship with Jesus, is the meaning and purpose of our life. All of us, have deep desires as human beings. God created us with these desires. One of the desires is for meaning and purpose. Now, if God really exists, what is the meaning of life and the purpose is going to be different if God doesn't exist. God doesn't exist. We're all on our own. To each, they do and go their own way. But if God exists, there is a reason and a purpose for everything. And further, if Jesus Christ is God and came into our world to share with us what is a mission, to save others, to reach out, to feed his lambs, and direct us, and then said, I will come back and bring it to the completion, that means now we have a more specific purpose to do as Jesus directs us and taught, taught us. And so we have meaning and purpose. But there are other great desires God put in our heart. One of them is for immortality, to live forever. And that in the risen Lord, we also receive. But our greatest need, perhaps, is to be loved. And to love. And so you see in this gospel, these three basic needs, meaning and purpose, love, and what was the third one I said? <laughs> the meaning and purpose, immortality, and love, thank you Lord, are given to us. And so today's beautiful passage reminds us what life is all about. 
and the importance of having this vision to guide us so that we don't spend so much of our time being distracted from what's really important. I know as I minister now, here's the difficult and challenging part. So many people tell me, I don't have time to pray. I don't have time to study the faith. I don't have time to come to church. But the saints tell us that the busier we are, the more we need to pray. If God truly is God, if God truly is risen, and this is the purpose, meaning of our life, we must take time to focus on what's truly important so as to know how to make decisions about how we spend the rest of our time and what we worry about and what we don't. And so it is an essential part of our ministry to try to hear God's call in our life, to develop that one-on-one -on -one relationship, to listen to the teachings and the directions of Christ through his church, to serve others, each in our own way. And Peter was a leader. We all are leaders. There is people in our lives we have influence over. Peter, at the beginning of the gospel, had a business. He had people that were under his direction. And at first he was using them simply to earn a living. But now he directs them to serve Christ. And so too in our families, in our communities, in our neighborhoods, we all have influence. And to testify to God in our lives and what God has done for us is our highest and greatest purpose and to show God's love to one another and to let them know the source of that love is God, to witness to what the Holy Spirit has done. And so each week we go out, perform this mission, each in our own way, but then we come and we are fed at this Eucharist by Jesus. And then we take a little time for that one-on-one -on -one after so that he may strengthen us and so he may whisper in our ear, do you love me? You may respond, I love you, Lord. And he says, feed my lambs. And so let us be reminded that this simple message, as beautiful as it is, is also challenging. Because if God is Lord, we must take the time every day to pray, to develop that personal relationship, to read the Gospels. We must receive the Eucharist and the sacraments. And we must serve him share in his ministry of bringing others into the kingdom and to so show them God's love and to proclaim to them what God has done for us.